Happy 2024, and yesterday we began looking at what the Bible might say about success and thinking ahead to the new year. Planning begins by reflecting, and the point was, let your wins, particularly those in the Holy Spirit, have the last word and spur you on. But, my friends, that's reflecting on what has been or what is. But what about what might be? What might we aspire to. Today, we're going to knock down 10 rapid-fire things to aspire to as you contemplate success in 2024. Welcome. Hello, Hopeful. This is Roger Corville, and this is for the Hope's Always Be Ready segment, where we supplement our daily Bible read-through with a short exploration of an idea, something that relates to us thinking more strategically, if not biblically, and living more effectively as Sunday morning touches down on Monday morning. Now, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Today's big point is this. True success is understanding and fulfilling God's purposes in the world, of which your part is one slice. Now, if contrast is the mother of clarity, might we begin by describing what we're going to not talk about today? Modern definitions of success vary, of course, but broadly speaking, they are human-defined, and in a contemporary sense, they are often, if not usually, materialistic. And I don't mean talking about material goods, I mean naturalistic as a worldview, rather than theocentric, right? God-defined. So things like material gain, social status, personal achievement, fame or popularity or accolades, um, even the idolatry of happiness. And my friends, these things are not wrong, but, but disordered loves get in the way of what God made us to be. Biblical success, of course, is mostly about character, who you are. Now, there is an element of what you do. And what I'm going to share here today won't be exhaustive on all of these <laughs> because we're going to keep it short. But here are 10 rapid fire ideas of what, uh, with what I think might be a biblical argument to support them that you can go dig into more deeply. And of course, as always, I would love to hear from you. If you want to chat about these, um, I'm happy to hop on Zoom or a phone call anytime. All right. So, number one. Seeking God's will and obedience. So, my friends, success in the Bible is often tied to following God's commands and seeking His will, right? You might even recall in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, there's an emphasis on the importance of meditating on God's law, right? What is the nature or pattern or ordering of things that God has put forth. We're going to experience prosperity and success to the degree that we're in alignment with those and friction when we're not. Number two, wisdom and understanding, right? Proverbs is a book, of course, that repeatedly links success with wisdom and understanding. Proverbs 3, uh, verses 3 to 18, for instance, portray wisdom as more profitable than silver and yielding better results than gold. Why? Because God's understanding of success or big picture of success is about who you are rather than what you do or status or uh, how much stuff you got. 
Number three, integrity and righteousness. The Bible often, of course, associates success with personal integrity and righteousness. Psalm 1, in the very first few verses, you'll recall, describe a successful person as one who delights in the law of the Lord. And this suggests that moral uprightness leads to prosperity. Now, we've got to be really careful with that, right? Because that's 100% true in the ultimate sense of our eternal destinies. It's false to think that just because we do the right thing, everything goes our way right here and now. Number four, hard work and diligence, right? <laughs> I, don't have to, I probably don't even have to expound on that. Proverbs 12, 24, Proverbs 14, 23, highlight the value of diligence and hard work, su- suggesting that these are pathways to success. I think it's useful for, to, for us to remember that God did, back in Genesis chapter one, give us something to do, right? That is Two things, like two things in terms of how we're made in his image. We are procreative and creative. Just going to leave it right there for the sake of time. Next one, trust in God and, of course, not in material wealth, right? Success isn't centered on accumulating wealth or material possessions. Uh, In fact, Proverbs 11, 28 even warns against trusting in riches while Uh, In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, verse 33, advises seeking God's kingdom first, right? That's the right ordering of loves. And then there is assurance that our other needs will be met. And even then, to what I said before, we've got to be careful to not believe that there is this one-to-one coin-operated God relationship, right? Put in a a prayer, get (laughs) get out a successful event. All right, next one, humility and service to others. This, I believe, begins to touch down with where and how we make eternal investments, right? Jesus' teachings in the New Testament often reverse worldly notions of success. Mark chapter 10, uh, toward the end, 43 to 45, Jesus teaches that true greatness and success come from serving others, not from being served. My friends, that is how you lay up treasure in heaven. That is an investment that can't be taken from you. Next one, perseverance through trials. Eh, Not a popular topic sometimes, but James chapter 1 verse 12 speaks to the blessing that comes to those who persevere through trials. And it's not how to avoid trials. It's saying, hey, (laughs) junk's going to hit the fan. But what are we to do, right? This perspective views success not as the absence of difficulty, but as the ability to endure and grow through them. Next one, contentment. Philippians 4, 11 to 13, where Paul speaks about learning to be content in any situation, reflects this idea of success as a state of mind rather than external achievement or possession. I think this is an interesting tension. It's possible And I think this is part of the point of that passage in Philippians. We can be pursuers of whatever that might be, right? Growing our business or improving our relationships or achieving, graduating from college or whatever that. We can pursue and do so while being content, 
right? Content doesn't mean sit on your thumbs. <laughs> it's a state of mind or a state of heart. All right, next to last one, leaving a godly legacy, right? Uh, part of that eternal investment, I believe, can be seen in terms of leaving a positive godly impact on others. When we read um, uh, in Deuteronomy 6, for instance, the the mandate to teach our children, I think we can extrapolate that principle to what is the nature of where and how we positively impact or disciple others on the important stuff in life, right? Also exemplified in the lives of biblical figures like Abraham and David. All right, last one. Fulfilling God's purpose. Oh, what is that? Oh, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) My friends, ultimately the Bible suggests that, and this was the point that I made earlier, true success is found in understanding and fulfilling the purpose God has for your life, which may differ greatly from worldly definitions of success. I'm going to even say that again. True success is understanding and fulfilling God's purposes in the world, of which your part is one slice. My friends, if yesterday we did some reflecting on saying, hey, Think about the stuff we could improve, but let your wins, particularly those in the Holy Spirit, have the last word and spur you on. Remember this. Achievement in various forms is not wrong, but true success. You want the real thing? True success is understanding and fulfilling God's purposes in the world, of which you are gifted with one slice. I love you, my friends. Happy 2024. Amen. Amen.